0: You know, some people lose hope or become depressed during their midnight hour. Oh, but not Paul and Silas. These men were praying and singing in prison despite the worst conditions ever. These are my kind of men. If you want Jesus more than your own comfort, there is a way out of your prison cell. And the way out is through joy and and rejoicing. Will you sing at the midnight hour? This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. Let's open our Bibles to the Book of Acts as we continue our Bible study, living life bigger than life. Paul and Silas, had their clothes stripped off their bodies. They had been beaten within an inch of their lives. They'd been thrown into a Roman prison cell, and their feet were put in stocks. The guards have been given the order, make this place tight. Guard them very, very well." I don't know what was going through Paul and Silas's mind that day, but I can tell you what would have been going through my mind and heart. I would have been screaming out to God for help. I would have been saying things like, God, I'm working for you. I'm preaching the gospel. Where are you, Lord? Let's continue studying the story in Acts chapter 16. So, Paul and Silas are in this Roman prison cell. And let me describe to you historically what a Roman prison cell was like. It was dark, it was black, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. A Roman prison cell was darker. Blacker than the darkest night. A Roman prison cell was cold and damp. It was the kind of cold that settles into your bones. Paul and Silas were sitting on the cold, cold ground with no clothes on and they were bleeding and bruised. A Roman prison cell didn't smell pretty, it smelled like urine, feces, and vomit. Paul and Silas were most likely sitting in other prisoners' urine, feces, and vomit, and bodily death excretions. A Roman prison was a place of critters, of rodents, of of insects. Most likely there were mice and rats running over the bodies of Paul and Silas. Spiders of the worst kind were crawling in and out of the openings in the bodies of Paul and Silas. These critters, you couldn't kick them away because your feet were locked up. A Roman prison was a place of quick mental illness. It only took a few nights in the cesspool of humanity for a prisoner to lose his mind. Oh, oh, they would feed you. You'd get one meal a day that consisted of moldy bread and dirty, tepid water that had been used for other things. You were never given anything any clean clothes. Most people in a Roman prison were in there unfairly. They were victims of a vicious system. They had merely been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, some had committed a crime, but most had merely offended someone. Torture was often on the day's agenda of activities for the prisoners in a Roman prison. This maximum security prison cell was no Holiday Inn. The accommodations here were far from four star. Now, I wonder if you feel the same way about your life. You might feel like the accommodations of your life are not living up to your expectations. There's no way you thought you would be experiencing the unfair treatment of life to the extent that you are today. Perhaps your life doesn't smell the way you thought it would. Maybe you think the people around me are insane. You might feel as though your dreams are locked up And the key has been thrown away. And like Paul and Silas, you ain't going nowhere. Now, in a Roman prison, the food was nothing to write home about. And you might feel the same way that you have no daily sustenance. And the coldness and dampness of life has pervaded your very existence. All you can do is stand on your cold, hard events and shiver. Some of you might be saying, Carol, TMI, that's too much information. I didn't need to know all that. Well, I want to disagree with you. Yes, you did. I want to tell you why it's important for you to know what life was like in a Roman prison cell. I want to explain to you why I've taken the risk of making some of you feel sick to your stomachs. I want to explain why some of you are saying, Carol, let's go back to that sweet G-rated Bible study that you generally do. Listen, my friend, you have to know what life was like for Paul and Silas so that you can make the same choice that they did when your life reeks of the involvement of hell itself. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 but about midnight. Oh, let's stop right there. But about midnight, the darkest time of night, when most people are losing hope, when most people are giving up in despair, when the majority of people are giving into depression, midnight is the darkest time of night. It's when the dawn seems the furthest away. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. Did you catch that? Paul and Silas found joy in the cold and damp and putrid smell of a Roman prison cell. They found the divine strategy that would ensure that no prison would ever have any power over their lives. Paul and Silas decided to worship and rejoice in the dank and damp of hopelessness. In the putrid smell of the rotten plans of the enemy himself, Paul and Silas, by an act of their will, determined that they would worship. They didn't worry or complain or rationalize or weep. They didn't have time for that. Their singular goal was to worship. It was to sing and to rejoice. Paul and Silas, determined that they could experience sweet communion with their Savior and Lord, regardless of the hellish conditions in which they found themselves that night. Paul and Silas discovered joy with their feet bound in purposelessness, and they worshiped in the sewage of their own existence. My friend, may I ask you a question today? What's your excuse? As Christians, we have a divine duty to meet the very worst that life presents with worship and by staying in the joy of his presence. Now, I just want to tell you, if I were you, I wouldn't settle for anything less than the joy of worship. You owe it to yourself and to your family and to your jailers and to your fellow inmates and to Jesus himself to choose joy no matter how rotten your circumstances smell. No matter how life has beat you up and alienated you, you are Owe it to yourself to rejoice and to choose joy. This is the choice of men and women from every generation who want Jesus more than they want creature comforts. This is the choice of men and women from every generation who want to be used by God more than they want four-star accommodations. This is the choice of men and women of every generation who long to live a life bigger than, than life. These men and women determine that they will worship regardless of what they experience. Every person that I know, including myself, comes to a midnight hour that stinks It absolutely stinks, and in that moment, you must determine what activity you will involve yourself in. Will you whine, or will you worship? Will you pontificate, or will you praise? What will you do? Acts sixteen, twenty-five, and the prisoners we're listening to them this is a riveting detail in the story of paul and silas this detail sends shivers down my spiritual spine the Prisoners were listening to how Paul and Silas responded in prison. And you have a world that's wondering how you will act while you spend time in hell's kitchen. Will you worry and weep? Will you complain and get angry? Will you lose your faith and question God? Listen, there is a world listening to you. Make no mistake about it. There is a world of prisoners going to hell while you think you have the right to ventilate your emotions. There is a world of prisoners left in chains while you rehearse your right to be angry with God and with the world. This word that we see in Acts 16.25, and the prisoners were listening, this word for listening is the strongest word in the Greek for listening. These prisoners were not uninterested bystanders. They were listening intently. They were listening with their whole hearts. What are you doing while you're in prison? Because there are some people listening intently to your response. Are you blaming others? Are you blaming God? Are you saying, God, you've got some explaining to do? Are you comparing your life with others outside of prison? Are you writing letters of complaint to the management? How you respond while in prison will play a major role in how others respond to your Savior. I'll bet my last dollar that Paul and Silas didn't feel like worshiping. They were bleeding cold, bruised, and in chains, and yet they were determined to give glory to God. What have you determined to do while you're in prison? Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com, and as always, know that I am praying for you today.